Blog Talk Radio. about the journey of authenticity. Now, and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this was because for me, 
uh, authenticity has been an evolutionary process. And um, I'd say for the past, oh, approximately four weeks, I've really wanted to uh, get to know myself a whole lot better. And what authenticity means is being radically honest with yourself, being radically honest with the creator, and then being radically honest with other people and acting in accordance um, with, you know, what your divine, uh, I guess you could say, radar or sonar is sending out and being authentic and, and standing in who you are and actually operating in a great deal of integrity. And I will admit, ladies and gentlemen, that it is not an easy path. Um, now, before we get deep into this, um, we're going to go through uh, one round of the Anabakola Prayer um, by Thomas Shalar Walker, and then we're going to go ahead and get started with the conversation. Okay, see you in a moment. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I had myself on mute and I was talking. <laughs> okay, but anyway, well, what I was saying as I was uh, muted was that uh, most times when I'm talking about my experience, I don't talk about anything prior to my really living in Arizona because that was perhaps like the most challenging time that I had in my experience. I had got I had lost my mother to end stage renal disease. Uh I also got a divorce and uh I had to because I was not able to take care of myself financially and my children, I had to surrender custodial custody over to my ex husband. Now um now what happened during that time was I went through what I would call a sort of a spiritual free fall, which, you know, what that looks like is that everything that I had been taught, everything that, you know, the, the social constructs that were uh, 
I guess you could say, placed upon me or that I was taught by my family and the expectations, you know, everything that I had once believed literally fell apart. And when everything fell apart, what happened was I I was I began to become acquainted with um a new experience of myself. And so it was almost a renewal um for I guess you could say of becoming acquainted with who I really was, the more authentic me, um, the person who who practiced magic, the person who um leaned very heavily into her intuitive senses. Now the thing was is that I was using my intuition prior to that, but not to the degree and to the level. And one of the things that I have learned over the years is that for many people, uh traumatic events such as the death in the family, such as a divorce, really sends people into that space of of really having to reshape and reorient where they are. And so that is really where my path of path of authenticity began. But what begins to happen is, you know, with you going through your experiences and becoming and being that new being, you 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 realize that <laughs> off the bat that you may have some ideas and precepts that are contrary to what it was that you grew up with. And, you know, I, I, I had an intuitive understanding of what that looked like and what the expectations for my fam- of my family were, even though I had problems with um, the way the religion was taught to me as a child, uh, the, the type of questions that I would naturally have. I knew that I would, I would be... Uh, chastised for those things. So, but what what happens is that you get to a place, especially when you're that new being, you really cannot go back into being what it was that you were. What what has happened is that source has actually put you in a situation where it's shaking you up so that it could shake off all of those ideas and constructs that you grew up with and is looking to have you be more yourself, more authentic, more honest, more in your purpose so that you can do the work that, that you know, that you are naturally driven to, to do, to be in that place of, doing what it is that you feel that your purpose is. And the way to actually know what that is is that you would do that work. You have an innate joy. You generally have a natural inclination for whatever that is. And to that you you really you really feel like you are operating in a flow with with nature, it, it's something that just seems to come naturally. And most times, when you're, if you're, you know, if your experience has been like mine, it comes up organically. Uh, you are led and you are drawn to those people who are 
going to support you in that and going to bring out those gifts and those talents and all of those things that you were looking to, um, yeah, that, you know, that you are being naturally drawn to. Now, <laughs> there, let's just put it this way, the, you know, as fulfilling, you know, as the journey can be with helping people and doing the work and being with yourself, there are challenges along the way. And a larger part of the challenges that you will experience or that you can experience is that those people who knew you as you were are going to have what it is that you have become or what you are becoming. When you break away from or when you break away from those expectations when you when you are walking that path, there is that possibility of of experiencing some type of rejection. And I, I know that for many people they they tend to you know, try to go back into that pattern so that they are in where they're not in a place of actually being rejected. Now, <laughs> the the problem with that is that there is always going to be that part of you, that niggling part of you, that that realizes that that this is this is not right, and there is a probability. And this, this is not this is not the case for all cases, but there is a probability that what will happen is that you will experience some sort of ease. You know, when people are not transparent and honest, especially with themselves and with the Creator, uh, they they have something manifest in their their physical body temple as a result of it. Now, also, um, but there is, <laughs> I guess you could say, uh, a sort of a light there. What begins to happen is that um, even though you become, when you are no longer in resonance with those people that you grew up with, what happens is that the the universe, when you decide to actually step full into that that place of authenticity of being radically honest with yourself and the creator that the universe will support you in bringing you into alignment with those people who are a part of your spiritual family i mean and and then the and what I mean by spiritual family is that these are going to be people who are going to accept you as you are and be at a place of, you know, looking at who you really are as your more transparent self and accepting that regardless of whatever changes may come and also being supportive of your growth and expansion. And it will feel like, you know, it will feel like you have known them all your life, even though they may have been in your experience for a shorter period of time. Now, I have um, a guest with me today. It is my husband, my beloved, uh, King Teasdale. And I'm going to go ahead and bring him on the line and see if he has anything to add because, you know, uh, let's just say that 
he has an innate wisdom that I, I think that many people can resonate. And if he at all goes, uh, <laughs> if he gets a little too deep, I'll see if I can uh, be the translator. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I like that. Greetings, family and beloved. I, I'm, I'm enjoying what you're saying and understanding what you're bringing to us. What I see from what you're sharing is the awareness that the trauma is real. Whenever the manifestation of authenticity brings forth the real you. And in my mind, I I see the lava changing into a caterpillar, living a life of eating leaves with all of these feet just crawling all over the place, falling on people out of trees, getting stepped on if they're not careful enough to maintain their position. Eventually there comes a time to where that caterpillar is moved to a place to where it must do something different. And it goes and something causes it to transform. And it doesn't understand what that is. Nor do we. But lo and behold, we find ourselves encased in our environment and circumstances, place of cocoonism, I'll call it, (laughs) until the manifestation of a metamorphosis that occurs that brings us to a place to where we can't take it. And we got to come up out of that cocoon and we've discovered that we have wings and we can fly. Now, in my mind's eye, I say to myself, okay, I had like 20 feet and now I only have six. Something went haywire here and I'm not too sure what that's all about. But I don't know anything about flying because I've never done it before. But I got these strange things hanging on my back that is just driving me nuts. (laughs) <laughs> it's something that's got to happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's that's what I was seeing as you were bringing your story forth, and all of us go through that process because it's all about reaching and achieving new levels of awareness, which is the process of divine operation, which removes simultaneously as it builds who you are and who you are to become. Thank you. The, the things on your back and you don't know what they do. <laughs> I 
perhaps that's the reason why the butterfly actually falls on the ground before it flies off. <laughs> you know, it, it, I mean, I can imagine. What the hell is that? <laughs> okay. So, so uh, I guess uh, another question I had uh, that I had written when when I came up with this idea is what happens to your relationship with God when you become more transparent. And I know that there's more to it than what I'm about to share, but that, I'm just speaking to exactly where I am in my my own experience, in my own walk. But what I have found is that my relationship with God has actually, when I started being honest, and I started being transparent um, with God. And perhaps I think that I've always been honest with God and being very clear about, you know, if I'm experiencing some type of fear, you know, just asking for help. Like, I hear what you're saying. I see the vision that you've put before me, um, but I need a little assistance here with with uh, getting my and getting my spirit man up in order to do the task. But there seems to be a sort of a free-flowing of information or, or communication uh, as, you, as you, you know, you delve into your authenticity. And it feels like you are put to work uh, there. But it, in a sense, even though it, I, I use the term work, I'm using work in, for lack of a better term, but what it is is that you start operating in a place of flow where, where, where source is giving you information as to what it is that source wants you to do. And oftentimes I find that the source is giving you information about how to make, um, you know, how to make the world a better place. And typically the the vision that you're given is a really, really big vision that is far likely to scare everything to Jesus out of you. That's the reason why you have to <laughs> ask for support because what what's being communicated to you is for you to be bigger, to be more expansive, to step in that step in that place and that purpose of of what it is that the creator has for you. It's like and and what what also happens is that I think that many people kind of fly back and forth with the vision and they do it in a small way. Um, however, as you get more into your authenticity, you find that you are surrendering more to where to the creator's will and actually becoming again renewed uh in order for you to hold the vision to hold that particular expansion that the creator is looking to express through you now do you, you have anything to add to that, honey? And, and ladies and gentlemen, if you want to add to the conversation or if you have a question, please press the number one and we will bring you in. Well, um, I'm seeing the 
the, the, the coming together of realizing that this experience of authenticity is about your relationship with. Contrary to a relationship without. And I explain it in that manner because the whole experience of living is living in God's image coming through you. That's what authenticity to me is about. The experience of living in God's image coming through you. Outside of doing that, you're going to have a fight. And that fight is what our struggle is because divine operation is, is real and it's going to do what it do. We're going to have issues. And we present those issues in a manner that divine operation works and functions in our life to bring us to a place of understanding. Thank you very much. So we are going to take a quick music break and we will be right back. And again, if there's anybody who's interested in adding to the conversation or have a question, please press the number one. But in the meantime, I'm going to play Flowers by India Ari.
My world is blown away and you are all that's left. I took the needle from the center of my chest. For the gorgeous human being that you are. For showing me I am a star. That's why I want to revealed myself to me <laughs> and um, and sometimes for some people it can come through trauma um, and and actually for me that that's what happened and I also talked about how when you change and metamorphosize into who it is that you authentically are that there are challenges that you experience because, the, you know, the people who have always known you as being a certain way, you are no longer that thing to them or you have started breaking away. I think uh, the best analogy that I can use is, uh, um, I think, uh, there was this book um I think Jonathan Siegel was that the name of the book? Are you familiar with Siegel? Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, anyway, anyway, in the book, uh, what happened was there was this seagull that wanted to fly higher and higher, and so he was told by the other seagulls. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. That's what the name of the book was. And anyway, it, it was about the seagull who wanted to fly higher and higher. Uh, and to, and so when he shared this with others, they were telling them, well, you know, none of us have ever done that. Uh, none of us have ever had, had that experience. But because of how deep his desire was to 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 live a more expansive life, he was able to break away from the pack, so to speak, and fly higher and higher. And there are challenges when you when you are breaking away from the pack. So that that rejection that you may experience through that. 
um, through pushing yourself further is going to, it, it, it can be a challenging path. And they talked about his physical experiences uh, in order for him to to fly higher. And until he got to this place where he met up with another seagull that had done the exact same thing that he had done. And as a result of that, he when he met up the second seagull, and this is what I this is what I mean by having a spiritual family. When he met up with this second seagull, this second seagull had been where he had been, but he was he was uh, you know pushing himself even further than where where he had he had previously been as well. But he shared his journey with them, and that's generally what tends to happen when you follow the authentic path that you're going to be, you're going to meet up with others who have gone through the same experience. And they're going to impart, you know, their experience and their knowledge of how to transform even more. And then what began to happen was after after the, the, the seagull that had been where the Jonathan seagull had been before, um, after he had shared all of his information, uh, they parted ways, and again, there was a continued expansion. So the journey of authenticity in and of itself is what you experience when you are getting to know more about your godlike nature. I mean, that ultimately, that's what it is. And... I know that many people may be concerned about rejection or breaking away from the pack because of this particular reason. However, when you think about it, the people who you grew up with from your past who may reject you because of where it is that you're going, they're not the ones that created you. Ultimately, their their experience of the world will, you know, all of us are going to have to transition out of this physical experience anyway. So why be anything less than who you truly are, who it is that the creator created you to be? Why act in opposition to that, to hide your true nature? And I think that for many people, that their true nature is a mystery to itself. So for the past, I would say, about four weeks, I have really been on more of an internal search to be more acquainted with myself because in a lot of ways, I am a mystery to me. And and getting to that place of, of actually acknowledging that. I, I will admit that for me that was uh, a challenge, and and I really had to, you know, pray for support and be that authentic being. I don't want to leave this planet with anything left in me. And ultimately that was the reason why I had made this decision to get to know myself better. 
so it it has been it has caused me to be in this place of feeling like I'm in a much um I'm in a place of creating a formal foundation for myself because you know if you are looking to understand yourself deeply and to be radically honest with yourself and radically authentic with yourself and an integrity with yourself. I think I will say from from my temporary experience really being in this space, it feels like a much firmer foundation than what I had had prior to to taking this journey for myself. Is there anything that you would like to add? I agree. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions, any comments, any concerns, um, please feel free to press the number one, and I will bring you on the line. Okay, so about the relationships that you develop after, you know, after you have fallen away from the crowd and you meet up with your spiritual family. What happens is that, especially when you're operating in integrity with yourself and you're being radically honest, and this is about everything because I, I have to admit, ladies and gentlemen, that being radically honest is not an easy thing. It does not feel comfortable. Um, I think the the message that I got uh, a week ago when I met up with somebody that I had, <laughs> I had for, for lack of a better term, I, I had really kind of screwed up in terms of my customer service. Um, but I was, at the time, I was in the situation where I was with a person who, I guess you could say, we were having boundary issues. And I allowed my behavior to be influenced by their nature. And, And when I look back on it, when I look at the type of relationships that this individual had with other people, it wasn't in a good a good place. So I ended up offending somebody uh, that was an ardent supporter of mine. But the the universe or uh, infinite intelligence is very funny because I met up with them last week. And when they saw me again, they did not fully recognize who I was, but I knew who they were right off. And I have to say, when I explained to her how she knew me, because all she did was she's like, she's like, I, I think I know you. I know you from someplace. And I'm like, yes, I know. And then I told her what my name was, and then that was when it came forth uh, in full force. Uh, about, uh, you know, the memories that she had had. And so I, I will admit, <laughs> I, was, I was feeling very uncomfortable. And, you know, after that experience, and I got to talk with, um, I got to talk with my spiritual self. I was like, okay, so what was that about? And, what I got was that 
I knew that that experience that we had to work past that, that that I had to go ahead and apologize and just accept, tell her, you know, that, you know, that I was sorry for how things had been and that I was in a bad place, that uh, I, you know, that I should have been a whole lot better. And so I was like, okay, well, I don't know if she's even bothering me to come back. But this past week, I actually, she actually came again and I, because I was the person who was guiding the meditation. Uh, she came back, and I went ahead and I did just that. Um, and being in that place, uh, that I, and being in that place of just being vulnerable because there was, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I had I had apologized before. However, it may not have been necessarily out of the most authentic place uh, at the time other than the fact that, you know, I was just issuing really, really bad customer service. Uh, however, um, I, I did, uh, you know, if she were, if she wanted to be in that space of rejection, uh, of rejecting what I was offering, then I would have to be okay with that. But you really have to get to that place of of walking in that space of of your authenticity, of your vulnerability, and that's another thing, ladies and gentlemen. When you are when you are on the journey of authenticity, you are also on a journey of vulnerability as well. It, you know, and I, I know that a lot of people when they when they're thinking about vulnerability, they're probably thinking, "Ooh, you know, I, I don't want to do this." But think about everything that is going on in the world, and think about the nature of some of the relationships that you've had when when you weren't being, you know, completely uh, completely honest, or you weren't, or you weren't operating in integrity with yourself. I mean, the and and the thing is, is that I think that the whole idea and the concept of of being inauthentic. <laughs> Is really perpetuated in media, and somehow, in some way, when even when the when the whole story starts off as a lie, it supposedly works out magically somehow. Um, and unfortunately, in real life, it does not seem to happen that way. Uh, you know, it, and if there's anybody that feels that that that, uh, that I'm not right, please feel free to chime in and and share your thoughts and your views about it. But it, it just seems to me, as I, as I observe the stories that, that are told, they, they seem to start off that way and somehow they magically work out. But in, in real life, it seems that if it started off as a lie, the whole thing in and of itself uh, is a lie. And because it's a lie, it, it doesn't have any. It doesn't have a firm foundation to stand on. Want to add anything? I feel. I feel this um, sense of forgiveness and self-love, and the necessity of being aware of those 
as instrumental factors in our experience occur in order for the flow to be real, to manifest the authenticity of what we are to be and what we are to become through the gratitude of our experiences, no matter how horrible they may appear. Because we have to accept them. They happen, cannot change the past. And a lot of people get stuck in wanting to change an experience, a situation, a circumstance that has already happened. That's not going to happen. You know, we see Superman go in and jump up and spin the whole world backwards and then, you know, Lois Lane died, but he can't take it. So he turns time backwards to go back so he can save a life. No. (laughs) (laughs) But the, the, the key ingredient is to recognize the gratitude of our experiences, no matter how horrible they may appear. Entire journey of life is an expression of love's power molding us to become more. That's 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 what I'm grateful in developing an awareness of. And sometimes it's necessary for experiences to happen in order to reach that level of consciousness because everybody's not at the same level. And the desire is to help others reach a place to where their pain is not as painful as it may appear because tomorrow is always a better day because it's not yesterday. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you should get an applause for that. Okay. So um, I'm going to share, like, um, and, and this this is actually on the Healing Paradigms page. There. Are there have been some people who have been talking about authenticity, um, specifically Coach Kair. And one of the things that he had mentioned, and, and I had actually found this to be true, is that when you start living authentically, that it protects you from um, inauthentic uh, situations and people. It's almost as if there is a divine hand that is like what causes you causes you to be in a situation where uh, the truth of what's happening is revealed to you. And and I I would say that and this is one of the reasons why I would suggest people just operate in this space uh, of authenticity and and vulnerability is because it's hard being anything else other than yourself. 
why put yourself through the grief? I recall back when I oftentimes, and and this is something that, you know, in my, I guess, my young mind during my formative years, I would turn into whatever it is that I thought that other people wanted me to be, um, uh, specifically in, in relationships. Um, and and I think that a larger part of it was just in in my young mind at the time, the people or the, the you know, the women that I grew up around, <laughs> they didn't have anybody. And so I figured, well, they, then you have to become something else in order for the person to be in a relationship. You had to become what it is that they wanted you to become. Um, not realizing that uh, uh, at the time that that was the wrong way to go. And here's what I realized that, and I kept it, it, the insane thing is that I kept it up for a long time until, um, until I actually, you know, got in, a, I got in um, my first marriage. Anyway, it's hard. It was hard for me to keep up the facade. I just, I could not maintain it because it was not me in the first place. <laughs> so that is another reason, ladies and gentlemen, why you should go ahead and, and be honest and transparent and walk in authenticity. And I suppose that, <clears throat> you know, that experience of, of turning into something else um, what I realized was that I had, you know, in my marriage, I had attracted a person who, uh, I, how can I put it, he, he, he required a great deal of energy. He required um, a lot of, uh, you know, I, I don't know, he, he, there was a like, uh, he was a man-child, and so because, he, you know, I was taking care of him and I was also taking care of my children, so in, in actuality, I, I had changes. And somebody just raised their hand, so hold on a moment. Area code 322321. I am Rosa J. You guys are having an amazing conversation. Being authentic. Oh, thank you. I love it um, because my authentic self is being straightforward to the point and not worrying about how it's delivered. And I spent a lot of years with that situation, and mainly with the part about not caring how it's received. You know, when I was young, I just said what was on my mind and. That is my favorite saying. I just dropped it like it was hot, and how it came out didn't really matter to me. However, what I learned in my years of growth is, like you said, your spiritual family does show up. And then you're faced with the whole process of where do you belong in that spiritual family. And then you expand to the place where you're no longer being educated. You're pretty much at the same level of the people who are teaching. And then you go through that. But in that process, I learned that it, it is important how, it, how your authenticity shows up. What I find is not so as important 
as how people take it. But what I did learn to do is to deliver it in a more loving fashion. You know, not just saying it because I'm a street girl. I mean, I grew up in one of the roughest parts of Washington, D.C., amidst all this family who had all kinds mm-hmm. of issues. <laughs> you know, so I, mm-hmm. and I've always been um, straightforward, even as a kid. And I remember my uncle telling me one time, girl, your mouth is going to get you in trouble. Because I just said what was on my head, you know. But now I ask myself, and I, like I said, I pretty much always lived in who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm searching for a higher level of understanding of who I am in this place called Earth. Um, and I did learn how to either deliver it by asking myself, is it really important for me to say this, Rosa? Is it really important for me to be the one to say this? Is it going to have any effect or change in this situation? And most times, nine times out of ten, it doesn't change anybody. It just makes folks angry at you. You know, and I'm like, they're on this journey just everybody else is on a journey for their whoever they are. And it's up to the higher beings, the universe, to show them that. I may not be the one who teaches this. So then my next question is, so what am I supposed to learn from this? Because everything is either a teachable moment or a learnable moment, period. Mm -hmm. And so what I've discovered is I am nobody's savior but my own, period. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I am here to share when I am asked to share or that the universe just beats me up until I tell them. You know, they keep asking me, you want to know for real? It's like that saying, you can't handle the truth. Why do you keep asking for it? <laughs> <laughs> so I understand exactly what you're saying when you say living in your authentic self but being able to accept you for who you are and kind of mm-hmm. tweak it till it comes to a place where you are in so much peace and understanding, knowing when to speak, when not to speak, and what to speak. And to know who to speak it to. Because mm-hmm. that's all important. But the most important thing that I find is to be in peace with me, no matter where I am, no matter what is going on. Being able to not run out on something that may be a transformable moment for me. You know, a lot of us get into spaces where we're uncomfortable because of who we are, being exposed to something that we may not never have been exposed to and don't really understand why we're there. But if we just sit a while, just be there for a minute, we'll get the understanding of what that does to us individually. Um, so many people get afraid of truth. You know, they get into their mm-hmm. egos. And the intellectual mindset, and I, I feel that I am so intelligent. You know, I, I know a whole lot of stuff and speak on a whole lot of different levels of a whole lot of things, both spiritually, emotionally, and academically. But I'm not here to show that all. Sometimes I'm in it from love on it, just to clear it out so that people can be more understanding of what they're being exposed to. Sometimes I just have to sit and learn 
you know. And that all has to do with knowing your authentic self, you know, and being at peace with who you are and just keep expanding you and everything else will fall right in place in alignment. All that will happen. Mm -hmm. Just being in peace with you. I'm enjoying this conversation, and uh, <laughs> your brother King, you are so so true and so laughable. And I love you, Armin, um, and I love this message, and I know it's helping somebody and me. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to keep listening. Thank you, Rosa. Yeah, thank you, Rosa. Call again. Okay, so we do have another caller, area code seven two seven five one two. Welcome, welcome. Hello, this is Mike from Awakening Within. I was hi, wondering how if you, you could hi, you doing good. Um I was wondering if you can elaborate a little bit more on how to start being more authentic. Because with me in the position I'm at now, I feel in my heart that I know I should be eating cleaner. I know I should be going to the gym. You know, I, I know I should be doing this, that, and the other. But it seems like there's some sort of block happening to where I don't know if it's society or stress of your job or just situational kind of things happening to where something always seems to get in the way to stop the momentum. Um and it, it just seems like the more authentic I try to be, it just something always kind of comes up. And I was just wondering if you can maybe elaborate on some steps on how to, you know, facilitate that process more and and not, you know, always kind of give up when something happens in your life that's, you know, stressful or devastating. Okay. Okay. So um, I, I would say, you know, the – Whatever your spiritual practice is, and I'm um, whatever that whatever that looks like. What I recommend is that you start there first, because that's where the majority of your strength is going to come from. The you know at least where the momentum will be kept up. Now the next thing that uh, just be cognizant of the fact that. The only reason why that particular, you know, why that particular pattern of starting, starting again, you know, starting and then falling off, starting and falling off, a larger part of that uh, tends to be the ego because the ego is 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 fighting against you. And plus, you know, there are the additional things with with society and the expectations there, but your spiritual practice and asking for reinforcement from that. Um, being able to, the next step I would say is um, is asking yourself, you know, well, who am I really? You know, when when you look, uh, I would recommend looking in the mirror and, and asking yourself who it is that you are looking to, you know, who, who are you? Because are you, uh, would you say for the most part that you're a bit of a mystery to yourself? Uh, I'm kind of in this position to where I, I have a bigger picture kind of a plan mm-hmm. going. Um, but it seems like 
what, where I'm at in my life, uh, for example, my job, I know it's paying the bills. I, I, you know, it's doing the thing to get me by in the world, but it's not something I love. So every time I go into work, I just feel the sense of I should be doing something different with my time and not trading my value for money. Whereas if I can find more value in myself to, to kind of earn some sort of income with a spiritual practice instead of a nine to five job. So it, I'm kind of stuck in this space of, I, I don't know, I guess I'm scared to just pick up and leave because I got bills to pay. But at the same time, I know there's a bigger picture of me making some sort of residual income with um, my spiritual practice. And what that is, I just don't know yet. Okay. So um, on the practical, you know, on the more practical side, um, I, I wouldn't recommend like leaving the garbage job like right then and there. But what you need to, what you would need to do is look at um, um, developing multiple streams of income that would allow you to to be in support of that. Uh, whether or not you have um, you have a savings um, that you could uh, put towards. Um, there, there are these like real estate investment groups where they, but uh, they are able to multiply your money. Um, also, another thing, um, I, I would actually, instead of actually saving money in um, a savings account, um, I would recommend that you actually, uh, actually, you know, start purchasing uh, gold. Uh, by the gram as opposed to uh, uh, by by the gram because you really want to well, let's put it this way fiat currency is always under the influence of inflation so with that being the case you want to have sort of a firm found, uh, foundation there but what I would recommend is that you look into different ways of of uh, Increasing increasing passive income into into your experience, and so that when you build up enough of that uh, enough of those residual forms of income, that you're going to be able to step away from the job without being overly concerned about um, overly concerned about um, how, how can I put it. Uh, about being able to take care of yourself and and those things, but these these are really like practical terms. And there, I know that there are coaches out there that are that are far more skilled at that than I am in terms of in terms of that. But that's something that you really need to look at in terms of of making that next step. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. Also, also you may want to um, talk to uh, people who have an understanding of uh, cryptocurrency. So that's another, uh, it's another, t- another form of cryptocurrency. So, you know, increasing your financial literacy is going to be very key in in stepping into that place of becoming um, economically independent of having the necessity of a job. That that would be where to start. Um, there are 
there are a few um, people that I know, and and I think you and I, Mike, are are actually friends. So um, yes, yeah, you know, you and I are actually friends. So what I'm going to do is like like there are a few coaches that I know that this is what they do. They help, they assist light workers with their financial literacy, and and so okay. that you can you can start walking that particular path. Okay. Awesome. Sounds great. Awesome. All right. All right. You have any more questions for us? Uh, no, that's it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, my husband wants to chime in, so hold on. Sure. Greetings, Mike. What I was sensing is the sense of you reaching a place of knowing that spirituality is calling you. And from that, it's important to recognize that breathing is a key component to your shift because the shift is going to happen because all of us are created for a purpose and we have to let the universe speak to us. Um, I believe in meditation as being a key component in obtaining this information because the universe operates in such an amazing manner until everything falls in alignment because that is the way of the universe to bring forth order. And as Arlene was speaking with you, I actually had to run downstairs and grab uh, a piece of paper that I saw earlier today. And I'm going to share what this piece of paper says to you after sharing this portion. Whenever there's a decision that you have, the experience that I operated in is allowing myself to see the decisions that are before me because it's either going to be this or that as far as the decision is concerned. You focus in on your feeling. And once you got yourself relaxed and you allow your breathing to bring you to a place of relaxation, you bring that question up and present yourself with both sides of that question as to the outcome of it being a yes or no, if you will. And what you'll discover is that you're going to feel at ease with the feeling if you make the decision on one side of the question to where you will feel uncomfortable on the other side of making that decision decision in your mind before actually acting on it. And that oftentimes is the universe helping you come to a place of choosing what is best for you for your moment at that time. Because the universe also sees the total picture, the collective good that involves those who are in relationship with you. And you will feel that vibration. 
and that vibration will help you move forward in whatever it is that you need to do at the appointed time in which you need to do it. So in my saying that, my, 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 one of my approaches is meditation and allowing to just sit in peace with your breath, trying not to have any thought, at least for five minutes. If you can extend it, all well and good, but just try the five-minute moment dealing in that space. And this is what the piece of paper said, and I believe this must also be for you. It says, don't ask, don't say. Everything lies in silence. Thank you, Michael, for allowing me to. Yes, it was. Um, I used to meditate almost every day, and then it just seems like life gets in the way, and you know, the stress of the job gets in the way. And instead of coming home, you know, and trying to better myself every day, I just want to sit on the couch and watch TV. And <laughs> I don't know if that's something that's this culturally. Um, a, a hard habit to break um, with with the stress of your job and you feel like you kind of need to unwind. Um, it just seems like for me, I need to start unwinding in different ways than, than um, the one I'm doing now. And um, you mentioned that. you're right. Meditation. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, sometimes it's difficult to shift what ends up becoming habitual. Key is to make the time because you are a created being that is here to create. So you may not think you can find the time. It's only because you've lost connect to understanding that you can make the time. Absolutely. You did not hear me, so thank you. <laughs> oh, man, i got to stay on top of her. She, she was saying thank you so very much for calling in, and I, I do the same. <laughs> now, you've been a part of the group for a while, Arlene, and you contribute a lot of value to um, the group I created, uh, I don't know, maybe two years ago. And with, with the group, I, I, I see myself – being more active at times and then I'll just, you know, go ghost on everybody for weeks on end. And, um, I, I guess it's just that wave that comes through. And, uh, like, like he was saying, I fall into different habits that how I was before, you know, this journey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, um, well, I'll be, I'll be getting in contact with you and, and provide you that, that information I was telling you about. And um, you know what? Um, this let's just put it this way: um, you're always going to be coaxed by uh, by source to to go ahead and and follow your follow your path and be you know be your more authentic self. So that you know, I guess you could say that my posting in the group was just right on time for what it was that that you that you were needing to hear. Yeah, absolutely agree. Absolutely. Okay, thank you so much for following. Namaste.
Okay, and we have another caller, area code 904-994. Welcome, welcome. Um, great day. Great day, family. Uh, Reverend Ling, Brother King, I really appreciate this subject uh, today. I had a very interesting conversation with a uh, dear friend of mine today that called me to ask me, was I ready to be authentically me? Because it doesn't mean just me, but in every aspect of myself. <clears throat> and as I meditated on that today, um, I didn't expect this to happen, but my, my son and his mom came to see me. And they're, they're here now listening to the portion of this broadcast. When you played the song, Give Me My Flowers, I I forgot mm-hmm. that song was written by the goddess India Irene. However, the words of that song brought me back to making sure that I am the giver as well as the receiver of that authentic love that she spoke of. And then in walks my son asking me to authentically answer a couple of questions about his future in my eyes. And uh, I said, I need, I didn't need paper. I just want you to live these next 15 years so we can get our money back. But (laughs) 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 he wanted in writing. So I wrote a few things that I felt from my heart more than just something off the off the off the hip real quick. And in writing it, I said, no matter what I put in this paper, most of all, be authentically you. And that would be something that is going to take more than a book, more than a lesson, almost more than a lifetime of acquiring knowledge of who you are, just like in the temple of Kemet, across the board, door of the, te- of the temple is written in bold, know thyself and know God. As a 17-year-old, a couple months, be 18-year-old young man, I think that's the best, name, best advice I can show my son is the authenticity journey of finding more myself and more of my God. I, I sharing sharing this with the family, um, Rosa. Your your words of of truth, it it that happened to me. <clears throat> I came in as a hungry suckling babe, and all of a sudden I grew up. And then as I grew up, I started to uh, acquire more taste for what I had. You know, at that time it was just ground vegetables. And then became chewable vegetables, and and now is the hearted meat of the soul. So I appreciate your giving me that encouragement to get me on the path to show authentic me to my son who desires to follow those same and similar footsteps, and not necessarily just for himself, but for his family and loved ones and especially for his mom. I realized that over the years, she hasn't seen what it means to to be an authentic anybody, except she's seen what it takes to work an 80-hour week. 
She's seen what it takes to to struggle every day. She's seen what it takes to believe that the only thing you can believe in is what you can hold in your hand. And I can honestly say I helped put that in her head. But my hope that this day forward, on my continued journey for authenticity, I will truly show that there's a lot more than what you see. Again, Kim, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brother. Um, if I may, Holly. Yes. I I'm feeling the vibration of saying that it's important to come to realize that every relationship that we are a part of is in some way a reflection of ourselves. And it's not easy to see ourselves in another person. Yet at the same time, being authentic with who we are is so extremely important to having the proper relation with others. Because when you're not authentic and you choose to accept vulnerability, you could cause a condition that could become dangerous to you because you're not who you're supposed to be. And when that happens, you can develop an environment because you're not being authentic with yourself that brings confusion and frustration that doesn't have to be there at all. I remember in the marriage I was in back in the 80s into the 90s, I too ran into a situation where I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't. I chose not to be authentic with whom I was. So I would advise any and everyone to hold, once you discover your authenticity, hold on to your authenticity because the authentic self of who you are could actually have been what draws the people into relationship with you. But when you try to change to be the person that you're not because of the influence of others around you, you could very well lose the relationship and the respect of the people whom you to be a viable relationship for future growth and development. And I, I just wanted to bring that into the equation because Sometimes we believe that being authentic isn't really what we should hold on to and we should change because somebody else comes into our existence. But sometimes a person comes into our existence because of the authenticity that they have observed 
and they're hoping to learn from you. And when you take that away from them, you kind of piss them off, <laughs> but they don't really want to tell you that. So all kinds of stuff starts kicking off, and you're trying to figure, well, what happened? I was trying to do nice and be good to you, and and, and, and you're treating me like dirt. And you never figured out what happened because you lost yourself. And nobody wants to be with a person who's lost. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, so with that, uh, thank you so much um, for for sharing yourself. Um, with that, uh, we're going to take a music break. Uh, this time it's called Break the Shell. And again, it's in the hourly, so we'll be right back.
And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think I actually listened to that song all the way through <laughs> when I was selecting it um, as a possible play, uh, play uh, for today. So how apropos. Oh, you got that right. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So... Mm-hmm. All right. So what? Okay. So I, I will say that uh, one of the books that um, that talks about authenticity and transparency is Rising Stronger by Brene Brown. And in her research, let's just say that that she had found that when a person starts walking the path of authenticity. She had met some of the most happiest people that she had ever come across. So that is another benefit of you know being being you know being authentic and being radically honest and transparent with yourself when vulnerable vulnerable with yourself. Now, and some of the people, some people may feel that vulnerability um, means that. Uh, is like exposing your weakness, but what what she had written about and in all of her books, because Rising Stronger just happens to be one of them. She found that the people were actually more stronger because they were transparent and honest and vulnerable. That it takes a certain amount of courage to be who it is that you really are. The and that many of the people, when she really got into studying up uh, on people who were walking their authentic path, was that none of them, not one, would trade their experience back for what it was that they had prior. That they that they were happier than they had ever been. They were in far more fulfilling relationships than they that they had ever been. So even though some some of the parts of of walking this particular path has its challenges. And, you know, I, I think that one thing that you should be cognizant of is that just in life you are going to have challenges, but what you what happens is when you're operating in this space, you tend to operate in a state of grace of regardless of what may occur, the good, the 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 perceived bad, because again it's it's all about your perception about what you know, your path. But it you are operating in a state of grace. There is sort of like this place of a peace that you finally, you know, you finally get to. Now, for myself, I will say that I am, I'm still evolving. I'm still getting to know myself more, and and be 
uh, be more, more of who it is that the creator created me to be. Even, even so much so that I have found that um, as I begin to walk this path of authenticity, I'm, I'm doing things that even a year ago that I would not have done today like apologizing to the person that, you know, that I had offended. That was something, you know, because I was still, I would still be in that, uh, operating in that space of of being shamefaced and not really wanting to have a confrontation or, or, or the possibility of actually being rejected. I, I would not have gone ahead and, and, and apologized and just, go ahead and confront that. I also have found that I'm actually, uh, as of recently, I'm reaching out to people with whom, you know, in my mind, I did not think that would actually kind of engage me in conversation, even though I've been, I've been walking this path and I have a great deal of knowledge and, and, but because of the amount of influence that these people uh, that these people had, and specifically, I'm, I'm talking about getting in contact with uh, Agape Life. I, that's something that I recognize that I would not have done um, if I had not really like sat down and and decided to get to know myself better into into be in communion with God during this time, infinite intelligence, the universe, whatever you decide to, whatever it is that you decide to uh, call it. Um, but I, I will say that I have had the most fulfilling experiences um, while being on my journey. And going through my evolution because it has not it has not always been rather pleasant. Um, however, I'm far more at peace with myself than I think I've ever been, and I continue to. I'm, I'm in this sort of state of knowing that 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 the, the peace that I that, that I deeply desire in terms of being at ease with who I am and accepting myself in all aspects of myself, that that ultimately that that's what I that what I have been looking for as I as I get to know myself better and more and more of myself is revealed the the authentic me, the person who is um, writing meditations and who is who is reaching out to others to um, you know find out information that's pertinent for for my for my growth and the growth of others that I I happen to be guiding, and also with the relationships that I have with others. I am enjoying the the mirror that I see in other people's uh, in, in the other people that I have communication with and that I conversate with, and I, even in my intimate relationships, 
that they are, in fact, getting better because they are getting more of who I really am as opposed to the representative. <clears throat> Get rid of the representative, ladies and gentlemen. Get rid of it. Is there anything that you would like to add? I was listening to the word vulnerable, and people talk about vulnerability, and you brought an interesting point to my consciousness and I think we talked about it before, that vulnerability conversation is actually, it actually means the truth. You know, being truthful. And I think in the world in which we live in, people choose not to allow themselves to be truthful and open about everything because they feel that there's much to hide. Yet when I look at the word authenticity and the power of authenticity, I discover that authenticity is peace. So when I look and I see that Vulnerability is really translated into being transparent, which translates to being truthful, and we combine that with being authentic, which translates into being peace. All these things bring love, and it's love that allows our manifesting of the forgiveness and the beauty that life has available to us. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Okay, so um, we're going to take one more music break, and we're going to uh, offer people the opportunity to ask questions more or ask more questions if they'd like. Uh, again, press the number one if you want to uh, join in the conversation. And uh, we'll be right back. Oh 
And so that song is apropos um, um, the song. Yeah, uh, one moment. I'm going to give you guys the name of the song because um, it's by Thomas Shalar Walker. He's also the person who did the Anabakoa prayer at the beginning here. And the name of the song is called My Faith is Grown. So there were some other songs (laughs) that I have wanted to put (laughs) play tonight, and unfortunately, they did not upload, but, you know, that one is actually on my list. Um, That's what we call divine uh, intervention, (laughs) you know, divine operation, do what it do. Uh, Obviously, obviously. So, you know, I'm going to give people one more opportunity to go ahead and chime in. And um, please go ahead and press the number one if you want to add to the conversation. Um, Otherwise, is there anything that you want to share before we get off the air? You did a fantastic job. And there may be some people on the line who may want to know how to reach into Blog Talk to get this program to share with somebody else. And you may want to give them some insight in how that can be done. <laughs> okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So um, what happens is that there there is a link to the show that's going to be that's uh, that either you could go to Blog Talk Radio and and get um, um, if you see, saw the post, the link is there. 
And after a few minutes after the show closes out, you'll be able to listen to it again in order, or send it to somebody else. Um, um, come next Thursday on the 6th, uh, One Love, One Connection, One Us with me and my beloved. Uh, we will be doing another relationship show, and I'm not quite sure of what that's going to be about because I don't think down. Did I put anything down, honey? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Okay, so the name of the show is called What Are You Signing Up For? And so please join us again at 7 o'clock uh, on April the 6th, can you believe it? Uh, the month of March is over. We're about to head into a new month. It's a beautiful thing. And do you want to share with them um, about some philosophies? Do you know what you're going to be talking about uh, on the fourth Thursday? Well, I believe that Spirit is leading me to... Let's see, I already talked about us being angels. Um, the fallen angels, and we are back home from this experience that we have now. And we talked about passion this past week. And I think what's going to happen is we will probably talk more along the lines of breaking free from who the world wants you to be. You know, it's we, we got to we got to step out from this elementary mentality. And so that's that's what the program is going to be about because a lot of people are afraid, as you were sharing in the show, of stepping away from the traditional things that they have been taught and really a lot of the stuff that we have been taught traditionally is really just going through a loop over and over and over again. <laughs> you know, there's a whole stack of albums over there that every intelligence has awaiting us. And they won't take the doggone album off of the turntable. <laughs> we need to change that album that's on the turntable so that we can hear what else is in the files. All right. Yeah, that's going to be on the fourth the fourth Thursday, Thursday, which is the twenty. Is it the twentieth? Um, let's see. It is the twentieth. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Because I, I, actually, it's the twenty seventh. It's the fourth Thursday. Got yes. you, got you. Okay, two seven. All righty. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on and talking about the journey of authenticity and everybody who um, actually, you know, pressed the number one. Please, thank you so much for sharing your experiences. And we look forward to seeing you again. So we are going to go out on a little praise by Marvin Gaye. And we like that song. Yeah, I love that song. <laughs> I will tell you, people, because a lot of people don't realize this is one of Marvin Gaye's albums that 
people, few people know about, and it's called In Our Lifetime. On that album, there is a picture of a checkerboard. On one side of the checkerboard, there's an image of uh, Marvin Gaye looking like the devil. And on the other side of the checkerboard is Marvin Gaye looking like an angelic being. And the, the album itself has some deepness to it. And this song is, like, super cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We will see you next week, beloved. Love, peace, and blessings to you. Namaste, family. <laughs>